0: Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Abstract Athlete Podcast. Really appreciate all the support we receive from all of our amazing listeners and sponsors. If you happen to have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. Also, a reminder to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and follow us on all of our social media outlets for updates and news. Very excited about the podcast today, someone that we met out in Phoenix during our recent exhibition as I got to speak with artist, athlete, designer, creator, personality, and really all around dynamo, the 81 years young Marvel, Patsy Lowry. Make sure to follow Patsy on Instagram at L-O-W-R-Y-P-A-T-S-Y and check out her website, PatsySkylineLowryArt.com Let's welcome Patsy Lowry Well, awesome. Well, Patsy thank you for doing this because I'm recording so, It's my pleasure. <laughs> I'm
1: very excited and,
0: and honored Yep yeah. Well, it, it, you know, like we we met out in Phoenix during um, the exhibition we just did out there. Percy King and Chris Clemmer and I um, met you at our opening and you invited us to breakfast. And you we were lucky enough to see this amazing house of yours with all of this artwork that you have made, all of this artwork that you collect, and then to find out that you're you know a champion tennis player back in your, back what <laughs> still are you still are um and and that you swim every day for an hour and like to me it's like you're this perfect synthesis of what we try to talk about the art the abstract athlete you're this person that is constantly physically active and obviously creatively active um and you just have like these fascinating stories and uh, to me I, I just i i immediately thought you have to be on the podcast and we have to talk and 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 figure out exactly all these things that i want to hear about about you
1: okay. i just want you to know i swam at 6 a.m this morning got in the car drove five miles swam in an olympic-sized pool Yep. And so that I'd be in good condition for this podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that is classic. But you do like you swim. Like we saw you every day in in the uh, at Mountain Shadows, and you were going to the pool. And I, it's and I guess I for me like I want to hear I want to hear about your like your your tennis like, greatness. I guess is a good way to say it. And then I want to get into like. I can't remember. You said you worked at, was it Revlon or Estee Lauder?
1: Neither. Neither. I, wore, I sold gowns. I hand painted and designed evening gowns for Saks Fifth Avenue. Saks Fifth, Fifth Avenue. That's oh. what it was.
0: That's what it was. It was Saks Fifth Avenue. I knew I was going to get it all wrong. It was just... Well, like I, like, I guess let's start, let's start from the beginning, Patsy. Okay. Uh, (laughs) wherever that is. And, uh, but you, like, you grew up, you, you're, you're the, the oldest of six kids, correct? Correct. Um, and you were a brilliant tennis player growing up, I guess is the best way to say. And do, did any of your other siblings play? I think one of your siblings, definitely your sister played tennis as well, or did all, all of your siblings play tennis?
1: We all played tennis. I'll just quickly tell you why. My father was a doctor, and in World War II, I was born in 1941. My brother was born a year later. And uh, my parents had ten children, uh, five children in 10 years, and then my brother Michael was born when I was 17. But my father's ship was torpedoed, and everyone was killed except for my father and one person And they brought him back to Phoenix, weighing 88 pounds. He he had never played tennis. He was a doctor, and he wasn't well. But he bought a 50-cent tennis book by Don Budge. I was five. My brother Paul was four. And he started, there's a country club called the Phoenix Country Club. And so in 1946, he started teaching Paul and me to play tennis. Uh, He bought a he he got carried away and made us play he didn't want us to be ordinary so he got carried away and made us play before school after school and we played every day except for christmas easter and our birthday so i did nothing from age 5 to 17 but play tennis (laughs) So So you so,
0: you had no choice but to be great
1: well, my, my brothers and sisters are all very good, and especially my sister, Victoria Palmer Heineke, who lives in Colorado Springs, who was Billy Jean, who beat Billie Jean King. So we we were raised with tennis. So it wasn't my choice or my, it was just what our life was.
0: And And did you guys play other sports? no
1: no we used to, I used to jump in the pool and swim so we played I mean I swam in swimming meets but you know and, and so but that was easy because it was just two laps in a and a meet and when you play tennis 10 hours a day you're in very good physical condition so that was <laughs> the only other thing we did and and
0: so how where did the where did the art world? Come in to like did everybody in your family were they creative as well?
1: No, no one in my family is artistic. <laughs> so they asked my father where did Patsy come from and he said we gave it all to her <laughs> so I never when I was growing up in Phoenix, I never went to an art gallery an art museum i had my entire life was sports so I was seventeen. Wow. then I wow. quit.
0: And then you quit at 17? Yes. What was the reason for quitting that, going into art?
1: No. I didn't know I was an artist till I was 27. Okay. I had no idea. No, my father, uh, I, I won all these tournaments, but it was never good enough. I didn't go to the net enough. I didn't, I hit too many double faults, whatever. And so finally, I... I just said this is it I quit so I quit. Wow. A lot of nerve.
0: <laughs> y- yeah, no that's a tough thing. I actually have a similar story of quitting playing football my senior year of high school and I think everybody wanted me to play but I just didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> and it was it was it was a tough decision I guess. For me I guess it was tough but and I think for other people is more difficult because I think they wanted me to play. And I just like, I was tired
1: of getting hit. (laughs) When you have a talent, people honor that and they appreciate it. And so they don't want to see. And then I think also people, I think the public understands what it takes to be a competitive, positive athlete. And so they don't want to see you give it up when you spend so much time and you have a gift.
0: Right. And so, I mean, do you ever do you ever miss the fact that you played tennis? I mean, do you ever like I don't imagine that you're a person that is a hindsight person and thinks back about, oh, I could have done this, I could have done that. I feel like, you know, not knowing you super well, but I feel like you're a you you push things forward.
1: Truthfully, Ron, I can't tell you one thing I missed. Yep. Yeah. And I gained a lot. I got to travel all over the country. I got to be interviewed. I am a public personality, so I enjoyed being a public personality at age 10. And um, But the main thing that I learned, and and I think that uh, now that I've been an artist for over 50 years, I think many people are born with talents, but if you're not disciplined, And you don't focus on the talent it may not be the talent that you might start out with thinking you have a talent but somehow if you do nothing you won't find what your talent is so start you have to start and so i feel very grateful even though it wasn't my idea to be a tennis player that um my father was so difficult and made us play because I am very disciplined and without that, I wouldn't have the talent that I have.
0: Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Like that's one of the, the things I talk to my students about all the time is, and this is like a broad brush stroke that, but athletes tend to be more disciplined than artists, and artists tend to be more creative than athletes. And if you meet them in the middle, they start understanding both ends of this spectrum. And they can like really push whether they're an athlete or push whether they're an artist in really dramatic and interesting and dynamic ways. And so you and I like are similar in the fact that we are both athletes and artists. And I think I take what you're just saying. I think I take the discipline that I that I had as an athlete to my studio. Like I'm in my studio every day because of that athletic background. And it sounds like you're kind of the same way and you still swim every day. So you're, you're still disciplined to be physically active. And, and it, I just think it's, um it's a really important lesson to, to take those both sides of that. I, I keep using the word spectrum, but both sides of that where, the discipline can push the art further, but that creativity can also help with your, your physical attributes.
1: Well, there's, there's something that I think that is very important for your students to know. When you're a competitive athlete, you cannot complain about anything. You have to get out there, whatever the sport is, and do what it takes to win and so then when you tr- then you know doing art it, i i am not only disciplined but i am very strong and i am willing to take risks and i stick with something until i feel it's quote resolved so that's what you learn as an athlete uh, I used to play tennis with women and they'd complain about the color of the balls and the wind, and, you know, and I think my father used to say, just get out there and do what it takes. So that's what you learn as an athlete, not only discipline, but to do whatever it takes to uh, complete the project so that you feel it's resolved.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you, I, like one of the things I thought was fascinating about you as a creative person is it's, it's everything like you design, like you said, you worked for Saks, you were designing garments and you, and you design these really elaborate coats and, and different wearable, wearable art, I guess is a good way to say it. Um, But you're also a painter. I think you kind of sculpt as well. Like, do you
1: have,
0: yep. Do you have like a, a favorite outlet um, for lack sure. of a better way to say it, or is well, is it just whatever strikes outlet, your mood?
1: My favorite outlet is being able to create, but I, I, it's boring to me to do the same thing over and over. So I like to work in a variety of mediums and that, and you know, each medium teaches the artist. You learn how to look at something, you learn what, shapes, how form, texture, colors all go together. So it doesn't matter what the medium is. Uh, It just matters that uh, I'm creating. So I don't really, I like to say, I'm very good at setting tables, you know. (laughs) You like to take something and make it into art. Yep.
0: Do you, like, your? and I think I read this and I think I remember you saying it, but you're like really, really into color. Like color is a big influence in your, in your work. Um, And is there, is there a, a re like, do you have like a reason for that? Do you like know any like reason why that has come about? I'm, I'm a colorist personally as well. And part of it for me is when I drive out West and I'm able to see like that vast sky and the landscape and, and, and and all that stuff and and is is there like a single I don't want to say a single moment but a moment that like made you go oh this is I love this and
1: no I I just uh, color makes me come alive the colors of the palette of Arizona or uh, the colors of Arizona are my palette and I live I'm very blessed i live on the side of a mountain i see the sunrise the sunset the moon come up over the mountain and i think everything that we see whether we realize it or not is absorbed into our subconscious and i don't think we know exactly how the expression of what we see is going to manifest itself but it it um it's there. And so I think it's important for your students, you know, to really learn, to see, to look at what they're seeing and absorb it. That, and that's,
0: so, that, no, I was sorry to interrupt, but that's one of the the big things I tell, particularly the students that are not in the art school, where, you know, because I teach students, student athletes and, and people from all over the place. And one of the big things I tell them is exactly what you were just talking about, about seeing about going out in the world and paying attention to like the smallest or the grandest of things that are happening around. Don't be afraid to take a picture of it. It doesn't mean that that's the artwork, but that could, that could like inspire them to do something. Or maybe the photograph is the artwork and like going back and like editing and, and different stuff like that. But It is like that idea of paying attention to the world around you is something I think a lot of people forget about. And I I think I even mentioned this to you when I was in in Phoenix that first time. As you do, like you live in like such a beautiful house uh, with beautiful views. And I think probably a lot of your neighbors probably don't pay attention to where they live anymore because they live there. And I say that about like when I'm driving around up in Montana and it's like, it's like, Oh my God, like these, these people probably don't even realize how beautiful this is. And, Uh, and, and it's, and it's just, I think it's human nature, maybe somewhat that we, we, we take things for granted, but that idea of, of paying attention is so important to being an artist
1: right and i think also to create with intensity is important yep i like i'm a i'm an emotional painter my the language of my art is emotion i want you to see my art and i want you to respond to it on an emotional level it's very beautiful and pretty and colorful but the essence of it is the emotion that I wish to share with you. And then you as the viewer add your own emotion because you have a different experience and a different eye than I do. So that, that's, I think what art is about. Yeah.
0: And how, how did you get into working with sax? I mean, what was, what was like kind of the entry point? Well,
1: I, i we lived in washington dc in 1969 70 and i started doing tie-dye and i had a couple shows right away i was just very fortunate and then i had a show in vermont so i can't we moved back to phoenix and i uh, found out that i could buy silk chiffon a roll of silk chiffon in new york so i sent for it and then i started tie dyeing chiffon And and I thought, well, this would be nice if I folded it in half, I could make a caftan. So I made a caftan, a silk chiffon caftan. And uh, this woman, a friend of mine, Jane Goldberg, bought it and invited me to dinner. There's a place called John Gardner's Tennis Ranch in Paradise Valley, and um, it's very fancy. And so she invited me to dinner with her husband and she was wearing it. That's why she invited me to dinner. So as I was standing there in the restaurant, this man came up and said, oh, my God. And Jane was very attractive, which helped. (laughs) Uh, This is the most beautiful gown. I love this. Who did it? And Jane pointed to me and I said, I did. It was my first gown. And he said, I'm the president of Saxon Avenue in New York. (laughs)
0: Right place, right time.
1: (laughs) I was just, I I mean, just good fortune has always come my way. So then I started designing gowns, and then later I met Ann Sackowitz from um, Houston. And then I started, uh, they opened a Sackowitz store here in Scottsdale. And uh, so then, you know, the thing is, if you start, this is what I tell everybody, you must start. Because if you start one door, it, it may not be... The path that you plan, but one door will open, and then the doors keep opening, and that's—I had no idea that I was going to be a fashion designer. So, but that was, and then, and then I, you know, did these large lengths of fabric, and then I was fortunate, and I had a museum show at the Arizona uh, State University, and then a man saw it and. He was the director of the Montgomery Museum of Art in Alabama. So then I had another museum show. So it just spiraled.
0: That's I. I mean, it's amazing to like.
1: It's the opposite of most artists. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Just the way you know, just how it happened.
0: And do you? I mean, how long were you? How long were you at saxton then? Like doing. Uh, about eight years, eight years. And then and then where what did you go to do after that, then? Uh,
1: I, I had to make a decision, Ron, if I was going to go big, you know, to be a well known national fashion designer, uh, I was going to have to travel. And, I, you know, as I said, I was a public personality. So that was not a problem. I, my problem was I'm the eldest of six children. I had taught high school at Judson. It's a boarding school. I taught speech, art, and drama. And I, I had um, young children, and I knew that if I traveled a lot, I wouldn't be able to raise my children in the way I felt was necessary. So I quit and went into real estate. Mm-hmm. But I always did art. Do
0: I know that we talked and one of your grandsons correct is going to art school? Yes, at Col- Colorado yes. State, correct?
1: Yeah.
0: Um do I like do any of your your children like are creative in different ways? I assume being around my, you they had no choice.
1: Are, <laughs> my children are extremely creative, but I don't think they're artistic. My grandson, Kelly, is 100% an artist. Uh, my daughter paints walls. She can uh, do interior design. She's very talented, and they're both, and my son, I have two children, and they're 56 and 58. They're both very creative, but they don't uh, practice art.
0: Right. And are, are are they athletic as well? Are they what? Are they athletic? Very play play sports growing up as well.
1: Oh yeah, they're fabulous skiers. My daughter taught spin abs and boot camp. My son uh, skis mountain bikes. He lives in uh, Aurora, Colorado. He's a pilot for United. He lives by uh, oh wow, so by Denver.
0: This it's like I said to you when we talked when I was out there. It's just absolutely fascinating uh your life and and I think you know that I think you you promote it because it is like you said it's one of those things where you know whether it's right place right time or you're just putting out your positivity in the universe and it just it is it just happens and I, so it is like it's it's one of those when we went to your house and saw your artwork, the artwork that you collect, and just how you surround yourself with creativity. I think it's, um, I mean, I think in general, you're an inspiring person. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here is because, I mean, again, like the your your energy I think is infectious and the fact that you're doing these things and putting it out there and, and constantly putting it out there. I mean, you won. I'm trying to find this article I was reading. You were like the artist of the year in Paradise Valley in 2000. Was it 2000? Uh,
1: was no, it in later? 2000, I was the entrepreneur of the year. Okay. And, but uh, I had a show at the uh, Paradise Valley Town Hall where I was the artist of the year. And then I just, this year last May 8th, almost a year ago, I won the She Award on National Women's Day, which was successful, honorable, and elegant. And they gave me a 50-year retrospective fashion show with 40 models and wow. over 300 wow. people came. So the thing that I would like to stress to your students, Ron, yep. I didn't grow up knowing that I was an artist. Yep. I just started out and then, if you stick with something, one day you'll wake up and you think, this isn't right for me, but I I have learned from this and I can now do that. Or this is right for me, but you have to stick with. I think that's how I've gotten to be where I am. I had no idea that I was all these things, uh, you know, were going to come my way. And uh, I still am surprised. You know, I <laughs> you know but but you so
0: you've lived in you've lived in in multiple places you were obviously I lived
1: in Spain, lived in, Spain in Madrid. Yep. And you and I lived in Mexico City. Yep.
0: Yeah. And so you're I mean world traveler world I mean you you lived in Ohio as a matter of fact, correct? Didn't you live in Ohio? No, that my
1: husband is Your from Your husband's from
0: Xenia, That's what it was. And, and, and
1: also, I'd like to say that I've been married fifty-nine years.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but like, do you have? You're obviously like you know, like you mentioned early, very, very influenced or affected by the Arizona landscapes and the color and 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 just all the kind of vibrancy of that area. Do you? Are you like when you travel? Do you get inspired by other? other areas as well? Like, let's say like you went to Spain or something, would you come back to your studio, like kind of being like energized by, by that, the, the things you saw there and like siphon that into your work?
1: I think, I think we're energized by every, every vision that we have, you know, Uh, you, you, you learn to see color differently. You learn to see how light is reflected in different ways, uh, the different way people dress, the music. There's so many influences when you travel. Uh, I don't go to, I didn't live in Spain and then come back and paint Spain like some right. are. I don't, I'm not a realist, a realist, but it doesn't matter what I create. It matters what I see and how subconsciously I translate what I see into a piece of art right. the, i think one of the i i think i i was born in phoenix and i've lived here mostly my whole life so you know i and i spent a lot of time at the hopi mesas which is a, an indian tribe uh, and uh seeing the kachina dances and i i only paint three things flowers landscapes and spirits because that's what I see and absorb. So, um,
0: there you are. Real short break. Make sure to follow Patsy on Instagram at L O W R Y P A T S Y and check out her website, PatsySkylineLowryArt.com. Also a reminder to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Now, back to Patsy. Yeah. <laughs> and and so, what are like First of all, tell me tell me about your book that you gave me when this when you had this published. Um, thank you again for giving this to me because it's awesome, and it's it's absolutely beautiful. Like to go through and see you know the different kinds of work, the different ways that you work, um, and just like how, like again like using that word vibrant how how color is so influential in in your in your paintings um, and looking at your sculptures, and and again, we even even talked about the shrines. Um, but like, tell me, this came out a year ago, is that right? Or no, you put this up? No, it came out. I
1: think I I forgot when it came out, but at least seven years ago. Oh, seven. Oh, okay, I'm not sure exactly what year, but not recently.
0: But it's just, That's- it's like, it's a beautiful, like you know, I mean, a retrospective in some ways of of all these amazing things that you do like you do pillows you do purses uh, it's like for for me it's like all the world is 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 a canvas for you that's <laughs> in, right uh, in some ways um and and so i'm curious like like what do you like what are you doing right now? Like, what are you thinking? Like are you, are are there plans for exhibitions here coming up? Um, like how, how, how does the work evolve and how do you like get it out in the
1: world? I guess. Well, I would say that I'm the loser of the world <laughs> at this moment, in getting it out because I don't have a website. I know I should, but I don't have
0: one either. It's okay.
1: <laughs> I, i I just like to create so I have people over i uh, I give talks to groups i think I think anyone who wants to be an artist needs to know how to write well and and express themselves and to speak well it's i mean it so that I do well. Uh, there's a magazine in Paradise Valley in the Phoenix area called Trends, and I'm the lifestyle editor. <laughs> so every month I come up with an idea of how to entertain. So I'm out. So this is good because I'm out there. I'm seeing and, and you know, people write me and ask me questions about entertaining. But um, I... I just have confidence that when is the right time, maybe this is the Buddhist in me, when is the right time, something will come my way, but you have to understand that things have always come my way, not I don't suggest people wait for that, but that's kind of where I am I, so.
0: I, yeah no i like i'm 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 curious also this is something I ask you know actually most people I have on 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 the podcast, but who are like, who are like people that influence you? Like, or were influential? And I mean, literally it could be from any, any world. It could be a tennis player. It could be a fashion designer. It could be an artist. It could be, uh, it could be anyone, but like people that like, maybe you, you still think about like that, like maybe I don't want to say it like influences the work necessarily, but like you in general.
1: No, but we are influenced by everything that, my work, my paintings are very thick in pastel, and I really like Van Gogh. I like the thickness and the feeling. I love Matisse and the freedom of his cutouts. Uh, there's a wonderful artist named Miki de Santal. She was married to Jonas Salk, and she has a fountain in, the, in front of the Pompidou with figures and and it's got lips and hearts and with water shooting out. I love that. Um, and then there's an artist in Phoenix. He died, but he was very close to me. His name is Fritz Shoulder. He was a Native American artist and he influenced me. But, you know, there are many artists, I mean, I, I, I'm, I try and look at art, and, and I mean, I don't try. I do look at art. I go to art shows. I go to the museums. I go to galleries because, as I said, I don't know what specifically will influence me, but I, I try and bring as much to my subconscious as possible so that it will express itself in a new way. Cause you don't, I don't like doing the same thing over
0: and over. So No, I mean, I can tell, <laughs> I can tell like, but it's, it's interesting to me. Like I, I was seeing like relationships a little bit, maybe between your garments and, 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 and some of the paintings and like, do you, do you work on all different kinds of things at the same time? Yes. Okay.
1: So one of the things that I tell people when I give talks, which is often, I tell them, I don't wanna be a great artist. I wanna be a great person because the mystery of art is how does the energy or spirit of the artist translate to the piece? And it does. You wouldn't wanna buy an an exact copy of a Van Gogh. You You would want to own a Van Gogh because somehow his spirit or energy is in the canvas so i like that's what i do i work on all different kinds of things simultaneously
0: do you like do you uh, just out of curiosity do you still pay attention to uh like tennis do you watch tennis matches do you like are you still interested
1: (laughs) i watch tennis matches and i know that i could not get one point (laughs) from (laughs) Serena. well i
0: couldn't either i mean but I mean, do, do you watch other sports? Like, do you are you interested in other sports?
1: Yeah, you know, I watch. Uh, well, I'm married, so I watch football with my husband. <laughs> so not a lot. I'm not a great fan, but I like uh, I like to watch baseball. And I, oh, I know what I like to watch: skiing. Skiing, and I definitely li- I I'm glued to the Olympics. You know when they show the Olympics, the yep. winter and the summer and uh you know it's fun for me to watch swimming because i swim you yep. know and get the feel of the water and see how slow i go <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah you know, I, I like the thing is i i try and be open to everything yep. you know and experience and express as much I, I work i consciously work hard at making my life interesting
0: I think you're winning at that. <laughs> I think you're doing a damn good job. So cool. <laughs> um, No, it, it's, it's interesting. Like, again, like going back to, to the, like you swimming every day, because it, it is like this discipline. And like when you told me your age, when we were out in Phoenix, like, I would have never guessed that because again, like you're physically active, you're active mentally. And I think that keeps you young. Like, I think you're, you're, you have a young personality as well. Obviously like you, you've said you're you're somebody that is, is socially engaging. Like you're socially active. Like I don't think people would realize that you are, you know, like your age. And do you think like, yep. And do you think, that like being being i this is something i say to people a lot is like being an artist i think keeps you young um because like again like you're you're constantly mentally challenging yourself but you're also physically challenging yourself because again like you're you're swimming every day and and you think those things like are i obviously they're good for our health but they're good for our mental health as well and and i think That's why I try to promote this physical activity and mental activity, because it is like it's good for our health. It's good for our mental health. And do you think that that's something that you notice that like it just keeps you vibrant and it keeps you like active and 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 constantly on the go, I guess, is a good way to say it?
1: Well, I think that's a good question. First of all, Phoenix is very sunny and I am 81 and I cannot swim in the sun. So I have to swim an hour before the sun comes up or after the sun comes down. It is not a simple thing for me to swim an hour a day. Plus every single day, I do about 28 days a a month. It, it, It is a real commitment, but I want to stay balanced. I want to stay mentally focused so I swim because that's what I, I was an athlete. It's what I know. It's what my body responds to. I do not drink. Now I'm not suggesting other people don't drink, but for (laughs) me, I do not smoke. I do not drink. I read uh, several hours every day. I try and surround myself. This is what I would suggest. Figure out what makes you healthiest. And then learn the discipline of uh sticking with it it's the discipline is the answer to everything Uh, you know because i i am proud of who i am i'm a size six that's pretty good at age 81 (laughs) i haven't been a size six my whole life but um you know i work hard at every single thing i do but it all congeals it it it, it's every thing we do is an ingredient that we put into the casserole of life and so um I I think it's for me it's extremely important I don't have what I consider a simple chemistry so that balances me to swim you know and so like for example I knew I was going to be on this podcast this morning I got up a quarter of six, I got in the car, I went and swam so that I would be in good... Well, you know, but you think about these things. Yeah. I yeah. would be in good condition to, you know...
0: And you were early to the podcast. You're very much like me. Like, I can't stand being even... There's a... Fam- I can't remember who said it. Uh, a football coach. Who was it? I can't remember who said it. But he was like, if you're on time, you're late, basically. And so, like, for me, it's like, I'm always... I'm not like regimented but I'm I know like I have a calendar I know where I'm going to be I know what I'm going to do and I get, I know that that goes back to my it's a sign athletics. Of respect.
1: Yep. being on time and being ready and being available is a sign of respect. Yep. And so there are many ingredients to putting one's life together. And I think just creating art is not enough you need to read, you need to go to museums, you need to uh, have a dialogue with interesting people, you need to know what's going on in the world. And, you know, who you are, hopefully will you know, who we are today, hopefully our expression, our history will, our perceptions will change you don't want to come and see me doing exactly the same thing, but I don't know what it is, but I do know that if I keep working, it will come.
0: Yep. Now I, I, I like you're, you're a hero. <laughs> I mean, I mean, serious. like I, I want to, uh, I, have a fan I want to grow life. up to be you Patsy. Like, that's what I'm saying. And because but I mean, I'm, I'm not joking because I think, Having that that energy and that that um that go I think is like a really it's a really important and, and that youthful energy um at 81 is and and, po- and being positive like I think it all adds up to to you and I think that that, that does it goes out into the world like I think you know like talking to some people when I'm in Phoenix, every, like just in that, in that area, like people know who you are, because I think like when you enter a room, like you have, like, there's an air about you. And, and I think you like that. And I think, (laughs) but I think like it's, it plays into your art. It plays into like who you are as a person. It plays in to the fact that you swim all the time. Like, I think that, you know, you do, you bring an energy, to a space um, that I don't think a lot of people have. And I think we need people like you inspiring generations below you to like, like, this is, this is what you can do. If you're disciplined, this is what you can do if like you're creative and physically active and, and different stuff. I mean, does that, does that like, does that excite you knowing that you inspire like people below you
1: I work hard at it I work hard at it and I'm aware of it and when I give talks another thing Ron that I say is I'm proud of who I am because I know how hard I've worked to become this person I didn't I wasn't born this way I've worked hard at it but I said you know give yourself permission to be crazy about yourself there's a difference between conceit and confidence. I am confident, very confident, (laughs) but I am not conceited. So I try and encourage people, you know, you're your best friend. Nobody knows you better than you. And if you have confidence, if you can build confidence, then your art, your conversation, your body, everything will become stronger. And that's what I encourage you all to do.
0: Do you um uh, do you play any instruments by the way? Uh no,
1: I have zero talent and I'm not a <laughs> honest. modest. I love music, but I have zero talent in music. <laughs> what kind of what kind of music do you like? Oh Lord, this is gonna date me. <laughs> I like Julio Iglesias. Okay, that's fine. I like Harvest horizon. I like uh, Mexican music. I, li- I like the boleros. I like um, classical music. I'm I'm not. My daughter writes rap sometimes, and my grandchildren. I'm not a great fan of. I, I appreciate rap, but it's not it's not something I right. tune into. But um uh, anyway i uh, music is very important. I create two
0: music. That's what I was just gonna ask you if you listen to music while you're yes. working
1: always,
0: always. yeah uh, no i it's I don't know like it, it's um going back to what I was saying at the beginning like i I just think that and you'll appreciate this, i think um I think that people meet people. At certain times that are important to, like, kind of the voice of what we're trying to do. Like, I think we met you at a very important time, and and it made absolute sense to, like, what we're doing, and and you know, I, I the fact that you invited me and Percy and Chris and Cece over for breakfast and to, like to welcome us in your house and show us this like this amazing collection of artwork which I want to talk uh, you know here in a second about but i think and and sharing with us like again like your your history of like being an athlete and how that affected you as an artist and, and it it really speaks to so much of what we're trying to promote it you know it's it's just one of those things where you know, some people call it luck or whatever, but I think, I think we make our luck in a lot of ways. And I think the fact that we had our exhibition out in Phoenix and we're able to meet you—it just you again to me are like an abstract athlete. Like you're you're perfectly fitting into what we are doing and talking about. And I, I just again, like I feel like it's it's not random. It 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 was meant to be.
1: I don't think it's random. I don't yeah. think it's. But I think, let's just put it in perspective, you created the art, you flew out, you took the time, you flew out, I took the time to come to the opening and to invite you, you know, so it's a a communal, you know, it's a two-way thing. But that's what I want everybody, all your students to do. I want them to get out there and push. Oh, yeah take risks and create something new and challenging, challenge themselves all the time, but not just in art, because art is everything. Good art, bad art, you know, yeah. I mean, a beautiful flower may be art, but a ugly flower is not any less art, it's just ugly. <laughs> but it's still I think everything is art. So
0: I, I agree. A hundred percent. Do you, uh, and now going, like, I wanted to talk a little bit about like, you have just this amazing collection of, of art as well. And do you want, I mean, is there anything you want to talk about? Like, like what is it, is it kind of like what you were just saying, everything is art. And so you just, you collect what you like um, or, or is there, is it just really about passion? I guess, is that the best way to say
1: it? Well, I surround myself with beauty and I have to feel emotionally attracted and attached to everything. So um, I just collect art that uh, appeals to me and a lot of the artists art I did. But uh, so that's about it.
0: <laughs> no, I love that. No, because it, it like it was, it was like this, It was like walking into a museum. I'm sure you've had people say that your house.
1: Everybody says that, yeah. But uh, we are, I'll just uh, explain to your students, we have uh, kachina dolls. They're made by the Hopi Indians. So we have a lot of kachina dolls. We have a lot of Navajo rugs that are made by the Navajo. And um, we have... Uh, a lot of Native American artifacts because I'm a third generation Phoenician Arizona and I love Arizona and so it reflects our lifestyle right well
0: what uh, maybe like kind of sort of wrapping up here like what what do you what's like a five year plan like just keep making art do you want to have exhibitions
1: I have a dream.
0: There
1: you go. I have have a dream and a goal, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the process. Georgia O'Keeffe made, she saw New Mexico in a way that no one had seen it before. And she showed people how to look at clouds and the landscape of New Mexico and flowers. I would. My goal is. I would like to show people Arizona, my Arizona, and so I don't know what form or medium that would take, but that is my goal because I've lived here my whole life. I understand it. Uh oh, call failed. Can you hear me? Yep, I got you. I can't hear you now.
0: Okay, hold on. I'll call you back.
1: There we go. Okay. Okay. So that's what I, that, that, if I, if, I, if I had a wishing stick, that's what I would like to do. I would like to show Arizona. There's a wonderful artist named Maynard Dixon and, uh, Ed Mill, and they show the landscapes, the clouds of Arizona, but I haven't figured out my expression, but that's my goal. So I I just keep working, and someday, hopefully, I'll go, aha.
0: (laughs) That's a great way to look at it, right?
1: Well, I... I I don't want to force it, I mean, because then it's not authentic. Right. You know, I have to, I have to, I I just feel someday I will, you know, come upon it. I'll call you when I do. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I appreciate
0: that no, i you know, I think we're we're planning on on coming back out, hopefully to do something during the Super Bowl next year because that makes sense for us um you know Day
1: what's that? Day at my studio
0: yeah yeah i I mean absolutely um, but I think um, you know Phoenix is such an interesting area like i told you my sister lives one of my sisters lives down there and it is like i get you know when i do my i think i told you one of the things i do is i go out and drive out west every summer and take like thousands of pictures and yeah and it inspires my paintings and phoenix in that particularly obviously the sedona area or up towards flagstaff is so visually interesting to me that uh, you know, I'll always be back out there, and um, so I'm like jealous of like that surrounding. And I, I I really love what you said is that you know like in in relation kind of to the Georgia O'Keeffe is that Georgia O'Keeffe was trying to show her New Mexico, and you're trying to show your your Phoenix or your Arizona, because at the end of the day, isn't that what we're doing as artists? Like we're absorbing whatever we're interested in and regurgitating it out and it's, but it's part of us. It, it, right. it, it, you can't get rid of that, like your filter. And so I, I like that, that kind of way that you said that. And it's a nice thing that I can say to like to students or, or people we work with um, is like, that's a, that's a beautiful way to think about creativity. It's like, you know, take in your world and regurgitate, out what your experience is um, because it, no matter you have what to
1: know what that experience is you just have to do it you just have to let it happen I don't think you have to plan I don't plan in advance what I create I start and then I let the material and the spirit of the piece guide me and you have to learn how to do that and that takes years but it's worth it
0: yeah, but it's, I, I always say this, particularly to the student athletes, it's like the first time you, like for you, the first time you picked up a tennis racket, you weren't very good at it. You just kept practicing and you got better. It's the same with being creative. You, with everything. Yep. Yeah, yeah, with everything. Absolutely. And it's, yeah. it, it is about, it's about practice. It's about, about understanding what you're doing, which again, like, like you said, it takes years to understand what and why you're doing stuff. Um, and like understanding the materials you're using, like, like going back and forth between using different materials and different stuff. And it's, it's not just something you'll pick up and go, da da oh, I'm done. This is beautiful. This is perfect. And it's like, no, it, it doesn't work like that. And part of, part of the fun of being a creative person is that experience is like figuring stuff out, learning and and being curious. And it,
1: gets, it lets you know, you learn who you are. Yep. You know, like, this has been helpful to me today, visiting with you, because I'm hearing what's on my mind and how I think. Yep. So you learn who you are every time you create.
0: Well, and so, I love I love what you said in your inscription to me in the book, and it says, my art reflects who I am, who I have become, and who I am becoming. And I think that's, like, such a beautiful... Way not only to describe oneself as a creative person, but as a person,
1: yeah, absolutely. So, listen, my dear, yep, we're gonna, I'm
0: gonna Jenna. sign off.
1: <laughs> been
0: well, thank and you so much for doing this. I anytime. will, I will, um, make sure everything's okay with this, and um, once I find out if it is, I'll send you some some promo stuff to feel free to share. And this will be out in a couple of weeks, but um, this is just an absolute blast. Like I said, from the moment we started talking, like I knew that I had to have you on here. So
1: Oh, well, and you tell your students that uh, Skyline, Patsy Skyline Lowry said that you're wonderful and they need to hang on every word and do everything you said.
0: <laughs> they won't do that, but I appreciate
1: that. <laughs> well, thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Have a great day.
1: And it was a pleasure. I'm very, very touched and
0: honored. Bye-bye. Bye. So happy and honored to have had Patsy on the podcast today. She is just so inspiring, whether it is her artwork and how she creates uh, to her past as a tennis champion, to the fact that she still swims for an hour each day truly an abstract athlete and really just loved having her on. Uh, again, please make sure to follow Patsy on Instagram at L O W R Y P A T S Y. And check out her website, Patsy skyline, Lowry art.com. A reminder to check out the other podcasts on the abstract athlete network, the abstract doctors podcast, and one man's ethos, the Tony Mandridge podcast. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events and news. Thanks again. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.